Everton in the Community is renowned as one of the UK's top sporting charities and has been a leading Premier League community scheme since 1988. It doesn't just change lives, it saves lives with a proven track record of tackling Liverpool's deepest-rooted social changes, which is admired across the landscape of community sports development. Fast forward to the present day and the charity will embark on a bold and transformative five-year mission. And that's to conquer the challenges that Merseyside is still faced with and wage a relentless battle against poverty, inequality, health disparities and much, much more. And this week we're finding out all about Thrives and to tell us more, Director of Youth and Support at Everton in the community, Laura King is with us. Thrives, as the name suggests, has been designed to empower individuals to reach their full potential through increased confidence, targeted assistance and skill building initiatives. It will aim to create thriving healthy families through age-wide programmes and also to build stronger communities by combating antisocial behaviour in hotspot areas. This is a pillar which hopefully is going to make a huge difference to our communities. Lara King, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, targeted assistance, what does that mean? Targeted assistance, that's giving our young people, our adults, our vets, whoever it is who we are working with, it's just giving them that extra support. It's giving them the tools so they that they can then go out there and manage things on their own. So we don't want to do the hand-holding, we want to be there to support. So targeted assistance is something that we do throughout all our programmes. So what's the starting process with that? How does somebody get some targeted assistance? Well, it's three different avenues really. A lot of our programmes are open access, but many of them are referral-based programmes. If it is a referral-based programme, we then can look at the individual needs. Once we know what the individual needs are, we can then put some kind of wraparound support or action plan in place. So for example, if a young person is referred onto our programme because they're struggling with the school and their education, we can look at, right, well, is it the behaviour? Is it the relationships at home? Is it anxiety and mental health? And then we can do some awareness sessions to wrap around that young person. It's not just for young people though, isn't it? We have to stress that, don't we? Yeah, it's not just for young people. Um, as we've said through all, all project, Trinity Project, it's from cradle right up to our elderly participants um, and Thrives encompasses it all. It really underpins the whole of the charity, um, as I mentioned, like our dementia and veterans programmes as well. As with most of these, as with all of these pillars uh, that we've got, the, these four pillars, Thrives is, is aiming at a portion of society, especially on Merseyside, where it's needed, particularly here on Merseyside. There are, there are issues, big issues, aren't there? Yeah, big issues, obviously, you know, especially at the moment with the cost of living crisis, that is pushing more families into poverty. And then with that becomes more complex issues. And we've got to make sure that we can not just provide basic needs to the family, like through our food pantry that we have here every Thursday, but, you know, providing more opportunities, experiences, targeted assistance to help these participants thrive and help our communities thrive. So if a, if a family have got a child or children and they're not getting anywhere near their full potential because the family can't afford books, can't afford a laptop, can't afford pens and paper, does that come under your umbrella? Yeah, like I said, I think it underpins everything we do across the charity and we'll always work across the pillars to provide that support. But, you know, if we get a family, we can link into all our programmes across the charity to provide that wraparound, whether it be for, through our Blue Family our neighbourhood team, through our education provision, or within my area through support. 
and um, so there's always that extra hand there for the families. Whenever I see the phrase anti-social behaviour, I always think, wow, that, that is a challenge, and particularly in this locality, let's not beat about the bush, and also in Merseyside as a whole, it's a massive challenge, isn't it? It is a massive challenge, and um, you know we've got to look at the reasons why young people are, are going out there as well. You know, is the provision out there, and that's a duty of ours within the charity to provide them opportunities and experiences for our young people and to keep them off the streets. And I think a big part of that is linking in with the family as well. What is out there for the family? If we can get the family engaged, then we can get the young people engaged as well. And working with our partners, with Merseyside Police, they're absolutely incredible at providing us with that support, looking at areas with, you know, hotspot areas with the high antisocial behaviour and really looking at different trends that we as a team can then go in and tackle. I was going to ask you about Merseyside Police because I suppose that's an essential partnership to the Thrives Pillar, isn't it? Yeah, it is essential and, you know, right from the um, right from the top to on the ground we have, um, you know, the local PCSOs coming to our sessions and um, we have, you know, the constables and the sergeants co- coming looking at our strategy, helping us inform what we do within the Thrives Pillar as well. Um, because they are a part a long-standing partnership and will be in the next five years. Is this one of those never-ending pillars? That you'll, <laughs> you'll, never, you'll never get to a stage where, right, we're done here. We're yeah. done. We've reached where we need to be. This will be an ongoing thing, won't it? Yeah, I think that's what separates Thrives a little bit from Learns and Minds. Obviously, Learns and Minds has a very kind of clear vision. With Thrives, you know, we're going to... Who knew COVID was going to come? That, yeah, that, you know, yeah. and, you know, we got shut down on the Friday and on the Monday we was back up and running and serving our community. Um, so Thrives is going to be, you know, that... You know, we have that flexibility within Thrives. When we see that need, we then act. Um, but I think that's the beauty of it. And I think from my own experience here at the charity, I've been able to do that on my own um, professional journey is see that need and act and develop programmes that mm-hmm. that work with them young people. Are people in this local community still suffering from the effects of COVID? Yeah, massively. And, um, and the lockdown that, and, that came with it. And the lockdown, yeah, obviously, you know, within our education pillar, we know young people are far behind. But I think a big thing um, for, for us is around like the social anxiety and social isolation. You know, giving our food pantry as an example, like we know they're coming for food, but when we've done a survey on it, a lot of co- are coming to mix and to socialise and, you know, just to speak to, to other people and get that like community friendship group. I thought um, that was fantastic. When Snods and I went down to the Blue Pantry yeah. on Thursday, we were, we were sort of, we were having a laugh and a bit of banter with, with the people that were buying the stuff, but I just thought it was done in such a dignified way. And rather than have the people queuing up around the block, they were inside the blue base. They were having free toast, free tea, and coffee. And and there was there was in, in an awkward and a difficult situation. I thought it was lovely. I thought it was a yeah. really nice atmosphere, which which I suppose is very very important. Yeah, and especially as well with the food pantry, we've got different services in and around the blue base. With whether that be citizen advice or employability. So again, it's that wraparound support, but very informal, and that's what our communities need. You know, it is intimidating walking into the job centre, walking into Citizens Advice Bureau. But if you're sat down having tea and toast, it'd be much easier then to start that conversation and have that report, and then that's when you can then get that help you need. Skill building is another phrase I've noticed, and, and, and that, that encompasses so, so much. Again, there's no finite ending to that. Does that include sort of applying for jobs, job application skills, because, you know, it, 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 
some certain people reach a certain age and they probably never had to apply for the job, but now they have to. Yeah, I think more more the, the applying for jobs and stuff would come under kind of our learns pillar with the lifelong learning. For us in Thrives, it's them basic skills, communication, teamwork, you know, them fundamental skills where you can start off by firstly walking and meeting someone. How do you welcome someone at that first impression? So for us, it's just really looking at the basic needs because that's what's integral then to allow someone to move and reach their full potential. Is it working? Yeah, of course it's working. <laughs> you know, do you know what it is? Because you know what we see a lot of our participants, whether it be young or old, you know, have that journey with Everton um, in the community. They're with us, you know, a long, a long time going through different kind of programs. You know, they may start off with us on a support program and then they move on to, you know, whether it be community provision, whether it then be a volunteer, and then that pathway of them hopefully becoming an employee. Every everyone I speak to involved with Everton community and, and, and it's coming across with you as well, Laura, is that it, it's not you can't treat it as a nine to five job. It's not a nine to five job. You've got to you've got to be passionate about it, you've got to want to do it. So how rewarding is it for you to see somebody complete that journey and then come in here? as a member of staff because it's happened yeah do you know what it is so special I always say like when when we have guests come I always say in the community it's really hard to explain but I just see it as a real special place once you're in it you it's like this sense of belonging and I think that's what the community really loves about the charity um having seen someone on the journey it's so rewarding you know seeing you know they've come from really struggle situation to then Thriving, and you know, excuse the pun, but they are they're thriving, and that's what's really special. You know, seeing them get the skills that they need, but then moving on to you know, turning up for work, getting a job, housing, you know, even just simply as better relationships with the family. That's a big key thing that we see within our Thrives pillar. Is it? Is it sort of? Do you have to break a chain, um, for want of a better phrase? If, if there's a child who's who's got a really problematic background, if you've got a sort of break the chain take them out of that situation or, or, or try and get them to change their lives in any way shape or form because you look at it and, and you see some people and you think wow the kids have got no chance with them yeah do you know what it's a tough one and you know what we can't do everything we, we can't no. fix every problem like I said at the start it's about giving them the tools and the you know the participant has to make them changes and want to change um, I think what we've seen dynamics over the past you know years and as a result of Covid is it is about that wraparound family support as well. So it's great that a young person can come to us, you know, get some qualifications, do the skill building initiatives, targeted assistance, but we also need to provide that to the family as well. And if we can get that whole buy-in, mm. then that will allow, obviously, that positive journey and that healthier lives, what we mentioned. Is there a drop-in mechanism to this? Can somebody just call into one of our one of the buildings on our footprint and say, listen, I heard that Thrives podcast anything you can do for me yeah of course do you know what i was with um a parent the other day because that's exactly what they did um two young people two, uh, two um, boys not attending school and they walked in the hub and said is there anything that my boys can get into here within the charity um and obviously our fabulous receptionist they know you know all our programs and they then was able to put them in contact and now these boys are with us you know four days a week the parents are just thrilled that they're getting that social element yeah. um, you know and we will look to try and get them back into that education 
um, because essentially that is what they need but at least they're getting the core fundamental skills communication you know that friendship relationship so that's when they open the door initially is there an ongoing support mechanism all the way through does the door never close if, if it's needed to be opened you know we we never say um, that you know there's an end, but it's good to have a positive pathway in that move on because what we've found in the past, which is great, is people don't want to leave us, but they need to progress, yeah. you know, and they need to you know go into you know the outside world if you like. We're talking more like of your younger adults and um, you know say our residents at the Homies with a Hearties program, they need to have a destination because otherwise they might not get there. So we need to be able to push them to get there, but we always leave our door open. And with Homies Where the Heart Is, the residents always come back and have that support or that cup of tea when needed. Absolutely fabulous. We're chatting about how Thrives can make people thrive. Well, here's one participant who has now become a member of staff at Everton Community as a result. Hi, I'm Kelsey. I'm 20 and I've been with Everton in the community for four years now. I must have been about 15, 16. I started coming to U-Turn um, on Spellow Lane um, and I came with a few of my friends. They used to come watch the football, have a little go. Um, so I started doing that for a little while and I just really enjoyed it. The people who was around me was just amazing. All the staff were just so lovely and just made you, made you feel so welcome. So after a while, I started volunteering with the younger session myself because I just enjoyed it so much and I just wanted to be a part of it. And then after that, I started working in the March 2021. I always wanted to work in Everton. I used to always say to the staff, well, can you come and get me a job here? I'd love it. And obviously, eventually, I have done that. I am a youth mentor, which involves working in a lot of schools, doing like football, multi-sport sessions, and just working with the young people to like develop. I enjoy obviously like helping the kids doing obviously day to day with the life. And then generally just the people who I work with are just amazing and I couldn't ask for like better people to be around. They're so helpful and it's just a really good environment to be in. Since I came here, they've given me like a look into what I wanted to do in life where before that I was a bit unsure about what I did want to do. I'd say my confidence and like just speaking to people. I feel like now I should come in and I speak to everyone and like where before when I first started I could have been a bit more hesitant about that. Where my confidence now is just amazing. I just speak to anyone. So it's really good to help with that. Now that's what you call a success story. <laughs> yeah. 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 Do you know what? Yeah, Kelsey is thriving and it, it, again it's that journey. But something that Kelsey mentioned and you know, this is worth mentioning, especially like um, across the charity is the staff like she mentioned like looking at them looking up to them and they are role models and I think that's what really drives our participants um, you know they do provide that inspiration and give the, the participants that ambition and just Kelsey saying it they're really yeah the staff are incredible I bet when Kelsey first walked through the door if you'd have said to her you'll be you'll be providing a five minute slot for the podcast one day she wouldn't have believed you I know, yeah. Um, yeah she's, she spoke really well. Yeah, she spoke really well. And obviously, I think a big key, a key part is having them lived experiences within the charity. You know, it's all right for us to say, you know, you need to do this or you need to work on that. For someone to say, like, I've been there, you know, when at 15 and, you know, didn't know what I wanted to do in my life. And then that then that helps them, people to look up to them as well. Um, so Kelsey's had an amazing journey and I think Pathways are, are, are really big key in Thrives who want to provide them positive destinations. The best line in that for me was when Kelsey said, 
and I enjoyed it that much <laughs> that I wanted to give something back. Yeah, and that's it, and that's what she's doing now. You know, she's you know working with younger people. She's a completely different person now, Laura. Yeah, yeah, she's more, obviously as she's mentioned her confidence. Yeah, you know, is there? You know, she's still only twenty. There's yeah, still yeah. a long way to go. Yeah. But you know, she's wrapped around a, a wonderful team who will help her on this journey being in, employed. Um, but as her confidence has grown, like that has been wonderful to see. I didn't know whether she'd be, you know, want to do the podcast. The fact she's just spoke so well then, yeah. that's just incredible in itself. And also what I liked as well is that she said everybody was so supportive. And I don't think she meant just the staff. I think everybody everybody around it as well. And how important is that to the whole process? The fact that the people who are on these courses and on these schemes and initiatives are ultimately supportive of each other. Well, that's it. I just think when you become a part of Everton, the community, you know, we are the people's club. Everton is the people's club. And I think that sense of belonging, whether you're a staff member, participant, a volunteer, you just can feel it. And I think that's what's so special. And that Kelsey's saying everyone around her, that's what she's getting at is that sense of belonging, that connectivity. David Moyes wishes to this day that he would have registered the phrase the people's club I was here at Goodison Park when he came out of it uh, at his first press conference back in March 2002 when he said this is the people's club the people on the street support Everton and he didn't think that much of it and wow an explosion but I think it just sums up our ethos completely uh, Kelsey starts on the youth zone what's the youth yeah. zone? so the youth zone is our um, youth provision like a youth club right. um, that we have um, on a Tuesday and Thursday evening and Friday evening different age ranges um, and that just provides provision for our young people within within the area different activities whether it be football personal social development um, you know working on different social skills using our digital skills lab um, yeah and it's just giving them a place to be you know to to connect to work outside of their education so they're not hanging on the streets causing antisocial behavior it is an absolutely fantastic initiative as are they all laura king is the director of youth and support at everton in the community thanks very much indeed for joining me in this skybox overlooking the pitch here at goodison park next week we'll be discussing mines and everton community's pioneering mental health provision if you'd like to find out more about Everton in the community or to donate because that's important we still need donations to fund all our projects head to www.evertoninthecommunity.org www.evertoninthecommunity.org thanks very much indeed Laura thanks massively to Kelsey and thanks to you for listening